0: Short, simple, powerful. I wish that psalms like this and passages of Scripture like this were preached as much as they want to preach their John 3.16 and Romans 10.9 and 10 and John 1.12. Because this describes the children of God. Believing is not enough. The devils believe and tremble. It's a man who believes... And then he follows that belief up with baptism by swearing allegiance to the Lord Jesus Christ and living for Him and then living this kind of a life that's the true children of God. Let's stand together and read in unison this short Psalm 15. Together. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness, and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor, in whose eyes a vile person is contemned, but he honoreth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth to his own hurt, and changeth not, He that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. Amen and amen. You may be seated. What a simple psalm. What a great description of the character of God's children. He that doeth these things shall never be moved is the last sentence. Does that sound familiar with Second Peter chapter 1? If ye do these things, ye shall never fall. I love the truth of the gospel. We believe in a more sovereign version of salvation than anyone in this county. Yet, we know that without works you have no evidence of that salvation. What a great combination the Lord has shown us. Most churches and most men fall into one of two ditches. Either the sovereignty of God to the neglect of practical sanctification, or works salvation without having a proper choice of God and His sovereign will in the matter. And we try to go down the middle, the crown of that road, staying away from both ditches. And it's passages like this that help us do that. No man will do Psalm 15 without God changing their heart. But if any man be in Christ, he should be a new creature, and these things should be part of his nature. And he should choose to do these things. The question, what must I do to be saved, is in verse 1. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? Who's going to make it to heaven to be in the presence of God? Who's going to be in the presence of God and walk with Him on earth? He that walketh uprightly, a godly, upright, noble, virtuous life, worketh righteousness. He's always doing the righteousness of God. I cannot not have time to preach this. the psalm. Look at these descriptions. A noble, virtuous life. That's how he walks and lives. He works righteousness by doing the righteousness of God in his life. He speaks the truth in his heart. He's not just giving lip service to the truth but it flows from his heart. He speaks the truth here, and out it comes. He's honest from his heart outward. Verse two, 3. Who will make it into heaven? Who will be with the Lord? Who will walk with God on earth? He that backbiteth not with his tongue. You do not use your mouth to bite or hurt or harm anyone else when they're not there. Right. He that backbiteth not with his tongue. Nor do with evil to his neighbor. That evil can be with your lips. That evil can be with your hands. That evil can be by not saying what you should to defend them. That evil could be by saying things that defame them. That could be by taking their things. That could be by borrowing something from them and not returning when it is due. Doing harm to your neighbor. It could be coveting your neighbor's things. It could be sleeping with his wife. It could be taking his things. It could be bearing false witness against him. All that the Bible says about your neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor. There's more of the sins of the mouth that would take up some slander or some whispering or tailbearing against your neighbor. So there's much in verse three about our lips because that's where we sin. The Bible tells us if you can guard your lips and rule them, you can control the whole body right. because we sin so freely and easily with what comes out of our mouths. Verse 4, this is the character of the righteous, in whose eyes a vile person is contemned. This is so contrary to modern thinking. A righteous man hates the wicked. He contemns vile people. Who are vile people? People that do what's in verse 3. He contemns them. He cannot stand them or abide them. We see them, we hear them, we hear about them. We're told about them. Righteous men hate wickedness and they hate wicked men. Proverbs says, the righteous are an abomination to the wicked and the wicked are an abomination to the righteous. That's the division God's put between the Cains and Abels from the beginning. And it better be there and it shouldn't be broken down. Because if you love righteousness and you love the God of heaven, then as David said, I hate the enemies of God. I hate them with a perfect hatred. That's a vile person. Someone that has gone against the word of God. We have a a corrupt idea on what is vile. What God says is vile is what is vile. And he's just listed it. In verse 3, he gave several examples of it. In whose eyes a righteous man sees a vile person that's sinning and contemns them. He doesn't excuse them. He doesn't coddle them or cover for them. He, But, in contrast to that, he honoreth them that fear the Lord. He goes out of his way to do service and respect and esteem for those that fear the Lord. He's constantly making his friendships based on how they treat and love the Lord. He's very selective. He's very discriminating in who he chooses to be his friends. He wants those friends that fear God and keep his commandments. And he contemns. He will not abide the vile, wicked, Sinful conduct of others. What a difference. We have another sentence in verse 4. He that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. Honest, even if it costs. Honest. You make a commitment and you follow through and you do it, even if it costs. He that putteth not out his money to usury. That doesn't mean you can't have a bank account. It means he doesn't put his money out to usury to take advantage of the poor. He is, not making, he is not looking at charity to the poor as a business venture. This doesn't mean you can't have a savings account and get paid interest. Go look at the rest of the Old Testament that explains this verse. Right. This is trying to take advantage of the poor who come to borrow from you, and you take from them by usury. The Lord told Israel, Don't you dare charge usury to your brethren in matters of charity and matters of poverty when they need help from you. You can charge all the tribute and usury you want from the neighbors around you. <laughs> from the nations that were around Israel. The difference is all, the, all the difference is in verse 4 again. You know, those that fear the Lord, we show them honor by not charging them interest. Those that want to sin and are around us, pagans, will happily take your interest. We'll take as much as the market will bear. But with one another, we're different. Nor taketh reward against the innocent which are bribes. We would never be bought off. We would never be bought off. We will not take a reward against the innocent where we would condemn an innocent man because someone's paying us or going to do us a favor. These are a list of character traits of the righteous. These character traits, we ought to look at them, measure ourselves by them, ask ourselves what are the the two or three that we might be weakest in? Where are we compromising these? And confess our sins to the Lord, humble ourselves and turn from them. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. God will be at his right hand. He that doeth these things. This is the word of the Lord. I love the simplicity of Scripture. And I wish passages like this were preached in pulpits and taught as much as the other little jingles that they have when they take the word of God out of its context, out of its overall biblical context, and preach peace to people where there is no peace to be preached. Because peace is for these kind of men. Peace is for men like this, because Jesus is going. Jesus has already told us, Many will say to me, Lord, Lord, and I will profess unto them, I never knew you. But no one does these things, and has Jesus say to them, I never knew you. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall, but an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us be marked by this chapter. Amen. Let us be known by these character traits. Let those who want to accuse us find nothing to accuse us. Because we follow Psalm 15. May the Lord bless the preaching of His Word.